1: The sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis meditation and stories so if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight search for calm cove on apple podcasts or spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night
0: Hello. Well, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing anxiety, ease, boundaries, and speaking authentically. There is something that I see highly sensitive people do almost across the board, universally. HSPs often start to feel anxious, annoyed, or angry when someone is crossing either a natural boundary or a boundary that they thought that they set very clearly. Now, many of us struggle with this because we come from homes with dysfunction. And in dysfunctional homes, we learn to go inward and to feel, to stew on that anxiety, that annoyance, that anger, that frustration, that confusion. And we tend to not start to do boundaries work or to start to tell somebody that we're having a problem or to push back against whatever's going on until we're angry and frustrated and annoyed. Highly sensitive people will sometimes stew on these feelings, sometimes minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes days, weeks, years, decades. Often when I witness a highly sensitive person working themselves up to be able to say something, they often say this to me. I need to have a conversation about boundaries. And that seems to make sense, right? What could possibly not work or be wrong about having a boundaries conversation that seems like what we're supposed to do? And that's kind of a yes and no answer. We're kind of supposed to do that, but it often doesn't work. And I want to try to explain why in this episode. Here is the difference. There's a difference between a conversation about boundaries, which is really an explanation about why My boundary makes sense. It's a conversation proving that what I want or what I need or what I'm requesting is rational and reasonable and that I would like you to start doing a thing or stop doing a thing. We tend to think that that's the boundaries conversation, but that's not really a boundary and it's not the place to try to have a boundaries conversation. It's a request to start or stop something in my boundaries course, I teach that the only real boundaries we can have are the ones that we can enforce. So if I'm making a request of someone else, that's just a request. That's not a boundary setting. Here's an example of what I'm trying to show you. If I, as the highly sensitive person that I am, the empath, the introvert, who runs her own business and is very busy, if I decide that I need or want some alone time. Because Chris knows, he's more of an extrovert, he knows that I need more alone time than he does. We've been talking about that since the beginning of our relationship. So if I decide I need or want some alone time, then I can turn to Chris and just make a request. If you're new to the show, Chris is my husband and producer of the show and he also works from home. So I can turn and make a request to him. Hey, I need some alone time. Would you be willing to give me the living room to myself so I can just be alone? Would you mind reading that book in another room or on the porch? That's a request. And if it's a fair request, then I need to be equal parts okay with receiving a, yes, sure, I can do that. Or a, nope, I really want to be right here. I don't feel like moving. It takes a lot of assertiveness to be able to find the assertive language that allows us to make the request of what we want. And if we were around immature or highly controlling adults as children, we didn't really see a whole lot of assertiveness. We saw a lot of aggression, or we saw a lot of passivity. We didn't see a lot of healthy, assertive communication. So we try to get assertive. We want to be assertive, but the truth is we don't really know what assertive is when we come from a dysfunctional background. So we have this desire, this, ooh, I want to make a request of someone. I I want to say something. I need something. And what happens to most highly sensitive people is that this assertive desire gets thwarted by the people-pleasing and codependency gremlins This is where we try to manage another person's feelings in our own head before we've said what we want to say. And that's codependency because my job is not to manage your feelings when I'm in a conversation with you. My job is to mind my own feelings and to be as clear and assertive as I can be so that you on the other side of the conversation can do your part and take care of yourself or assert whatever you need to on the other side of my request. When we don't know how to assert ourselves and make a simple request, we seem to put pressure on ourselves and others, and we want to have a deep conversation about boundaries. And it winds up sounding something like this. We need to talk. If I use the example that I gave earlier with my husband, I'll say, you know, you know I'm an introvert. I've talked to you about this from the beginning of my relationship. You know, I've been working a lot. You know, I'm tired. I've explained to you that I need alone time. I need alone time right now in this space that I'm in. I haven't gotten enough alone time. This way of trying to have the conversation about boundaries backfires for a few reasons. One, it's less assertive and more whiny, victimy, and blamey. Can you hear that? It's not my partner's job to read my mind, my mood, or my energy and adjust himself. It's my job to pay attention to me, and it's his job to pay attention to himself. Second reason, it's so overcomplicated. When people say that we're too much as highly sensitive people, I know all of you out there have heard that, and typically I would resist a little bit saying all or nothing because things don't happen in extremes. But I would say it'd be really rare to be a highly sensitive person in an American culture and not have someone along the way go, oh, gosh, too much. So most of us identify with hearing that and then feeling it, that we're too much. And sometimes this is the reason why, because we just don't know out of our dysfunctional childhoods how to simply say, hey, I could really use some alone time. What will work the best for both of us today? Will you leave this room or do I need to? Because that would suffice. And so when we go into that big, giant explanation of the boundaries conversation, we make a moment into a bigger thing than it needs to be. Third reason, this way of being is fear-fueled. That whole big discussion, that's about trying to have an airtight case about why it's okay, why it's right for me to get to ask for this. It's very defensive. And we start to play lawyer. A lot of us as highly sensitive people can make the joke we might not want to have gone the route of being a lawyer, but we could have been. Our minds think in such a way. No offense to lawyers out there, but who wants to really be lawyered in a conversation with a loved one?
1: On Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.
0: Fourth reason this conversation, this this deep, what we say in the South, come to Jesus sort of energy, making it very, very serious, it invites the other person to become defensive. Because we're making a case for boundaries like that lawyer, which tells the other person to be on guard energetically. It tells the other person, you have done something wrong and I have to win. That's not really the energy of, hey, we're on the same team. We're here for both of us to get our needs met. Not for one person to dominate the other. And we don't need to get our needs met by shaming the other person or by hammering in a conversation about boundaries. Fifth reason, this case-making strategy, it's often fueled by having a critical parent, which means we recreate the intensity of childhood in a moment that could be much, much easier, lighter, simpler, to the point. And this is where we fall into a victim trap with a story about how hard boundaries are. Versus simple, assertive communication. So how does this sound to you? Have you been walking around thinking that boundaries are so hard, such a struggle? What happens if you consider the reasons that you learned boundaries were so hard? What if they can be made much, much easier what if the simplicity that you crave the ease is available to you not just in what you do or your circumstances or your environment but in how you feel internally and that to get to that sense of ease it just takes practice with guidance guidance on how to be a little different with yourself Guidance of where, when, and how to give yourself permission to advocate for yourself in a way that takes less energy and is more effective because it's clearer and it's simpler. When we simplify, we make it easier for other people to receive our message. And that helps us move through the world with more flow. It even helps us get more of what we want or what we need because we're learning how to be effective as we grow as we age, as we evolve, as we develop. Boundaries are not wagging your finger at somebody saying, this is the line, F you for crossing it. Boundaries are about a lot of permission to take care of the self, to learn energetically and emotionally where my side of the street starts and stops, where your side of the street starts and stops, and what we do separately and together When we come together and we overlap. The more that I practice what I teach in the boundaries course, the easier and easier and easier and easier it gets to execute boundaries in my everyday life with people that I love, that are close to me, and with the random people that we come into contact with just by living and being in the world. Now, a big part of what I encourage during the boundaries course is how to receive boundaries. So it's not just a one-ways boundary street. I would say that Americans have major issues right now as a culture, as a society, in not just setting healthy boundaries, but in receiving healthy boundaries. Check in with yourself on that. If you were to invite me to do something and I said, oh, no, no, thank you. That won't work for me. How would you receive that when someone tells you no? It's okay to be a little stung. It's okay to be a little disappointed. You had a hope, and it's not coming to fruition. It's not following through. But we also can have muscles. It's easier for me now more than ever to receive boundaries from other people. If other people tell me no, I have learned. I had to learn. For the sake of my own sanity, for the sake of learning how to be a successful person professionally and personally, so in strong, grounded, balanced boundaries work, we work to be able to set boundaries, to be assertive, and to also receive them. So in the spirit of this episode, I'm, I'm not going to make a big old giant case for you to join the boundaries course. I'm just going to assert what I want. And if you resonate with my work, I want you there. In that course, I teach you to get ahead of these nuanced traps where we think we're doing boundaries really well, but it keeps backfiring. The course is its own assertiveness training focused on creating more simplicity and ease. If you know you need ways to simplify and clearly express yourself, come sign up. Come to either of my websites, nikkieisenhower.com or emotionalbadass.com, to learn more, to sign up, and I ask you, don't overthink it. If you need a payment plan, we have payment plan options. If you need that price point, this material has changed my life, and I'm very proud of how I've packaged it for you. I want you to have ease and confidence and simplicity, self respect because you deserve that. You deserve that as a child. And damn it, you deserve to give that to yourself now. If you want to sign up today and pay in full, I have a coupon code for you. It is earlybird21. You'll get $100 off the full price of $450. I have so much fun teaching that course with y'all. I cannot wait for October to get here. So come learn more at NikkiEisenhower.com or EmotionalBadass.com and sign up with code EARLYBIRD21. If you are a member of Patreon, do not use that EARLYBIRD code. Go to Patreon, find the code that is pinned in a very obvious place for you. We will always give the best discounts, the best codes, the best freebies to our Patreon supporters of the show. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you see yourself and your process with a little bit more clarity and Helps bring you to a place of more ease and simplicity If you are healing a highly sensitive nervous system that has been traumatized I'm a firm believer that the more simplicity and ease we give to your mind and body So that you can immerse yourself in those vibes The more you repair and restore your nervous system. I cannot wait to meet all of you as students in the course in the fall. Take care of yourselves. Remember, I'm an emotional badass. You are most certainly an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love, and I'll see you right here next time. Bye-bye.